Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be my first impressions of Shadowkeep. I played through the whole campaign. want to give you my thoughts. There will be no Q&A to follow this. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can always catch me live, twitch.tv slash saynotorage, or just go to saynotorage.com, and it'll bring you right to my channel. I'm probably live right now. There will be no spoilers in this first impressions. No spoilers. I'm going to be very generic. I am going to give very vague information because there's been some criticism from people like Skillup about the campaign thinking that it's weak and it's a whiff. I, I'm, I'm going to kind of push back on a lot of what he said because I actually thought it was excellent. Um, so we will talk about the story at the beginning of the talk. Then we will talk about swords everywhere, the way that the challenge and the delta feels in the game. And then we're going to end by talking about uh, leveling. So first, spoilers. I'm, so, I'm sorry, story, story with no spoilers, okay? But the way that I want to talk about this, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna avoid major uh, major things, but I'm gonna I'm gonna like try to hint at things that happen without without screwing up your your experience of it. Okay, the first mission is incredible. Okay, it's incredible. You're you're really gonna like it, especially if you play D2. If you're familiar with D2 story from vanilla to now, you're gonna like it. I made predictions that there was gonna be like an oh crap moment and something that we're familiar with was gonna be sort of in the moon. That was one of my predictions. That definitely happens. I think that anybody that's familiar with Destiny is gonna really, really like that first mission. It kicks off in an excellent way. Aeris Morn's fantastic. The cutscenes with her, the way they set the tone of the story is wonderfully done. They really, really set things up well. You're very excited. Uh, you're, you're also curious. You want to know what in the world is going on. You, you know, you're like, what? Where are we going? And what are we doing? What you know? And you, you know that there's nightmares everywhere. Uh, I actually think that the the thing you want to remember at the very, very beginning: make sure you have room for quests whenever you beat the very first mission. There's a boss at the end, and then it's going to go to drop a quest for you. And then immediately afterwards, you go and talk to Eris, and you're supposed to talk to Eris for like the very first step of the quest, and I was full because I had bounties and quests, okay? So make sure if you're one of those bounty savers, if you saved all your bounties, you might want to pop a couple or make some room. It's a little confusing because quests and bounties actually share the same space even though they're not in the same actual slots in the UI. The tone and Eris Morn are exactly what this game needed. I think they did a fantastic job. With respect to the story in the campaign, I'm well aware that Skillup said he used words, he, these are the words that he used. He said there was an absurd amount of reused content and it became laughable at certain points. I think his criticism is incredibly empty and inaccurate. Uh, the amount of things that were reused were reused in such a way that the fights were completely different. You are going into environments that would be familiar to you if you're a fan of Destiny 1, but that's exactly what going back to the moon was supposed to do. The intention of Shadowkeep was a return to the moon, and the Crimson Keep, the, all the red stuff that you see, the main mission, the new strike that they added is, I, honestly, it's got to be one of the best strikes I've ever played, and the opening mission as well. I really recommend playing by yourself if you can. Unfortunately, the strike match makes people I got to play it by myself and absolutely loved the new strike by myself um, the the elements of like some fights and some things that might be reminiscent of things you've already done were done so in a way for both storytelling and they were like memories they were very brief so I, I think he is incredibly hyperbolic in saying that there's an absurd amount of reused things and that it's laughable he recommends that if people just want to play the campaign to not get Shadowkeep I think he is the most wrong I think I've ever seen him be if you're a fan of Destiny you will love it 
it. You will absolutely love the Return to the Moon. It's done in a really, really cool way. It's new, it's fresh, but it's also nostalgic. If you haven't played Destiny in a really long time, you're not going to be familiar with almost anything that's happening, so it's all going to feel new to you. If you're brand new to Destiny... It's an excellent campaign, and you're really going to enjoy it as well. I don't know any anybody along the spectrum of hardcore fan to Fairweather fan to brand new fan. I don't know anybody along that spectrum that's not going to enjoy the campaign. They did an incredible job with it. Now, second thing I want to talk about is swords everywhere. In a previous video about difficulty changes, I talked about how they were adjusting delta scaling. If things are 10 to 40 levels above you, you are going to be able to... You know, go into those environments and not feel them be so painful. They're going to lower their health. They're going to lower their damage output. And I really enjoyed being on the moon and seeing swords everywhere. It felt really, really cool. It felt appropriate. I didn't feel like tissue paper. I was really enjoying myself. I I liked feeling the threat of just a basic public event was really hard and it was challenging. And I enjoyed that element of it. Again, if you can play through the campaign by yourself, I think the true challenge and the true sort of threat and darkness of the fights is really going to land well on you and you're going to enjoy yourself a whole lot more. The new Delta scaling makes me excited for the new content that we haven't even touched yet. The new difficulty settings for Nightfalls, Nightmare Hunts, the Vex Offensive, and the Raid. I'm excited to go into content and not feel like it's just this cheap Delta where you're getting absolutely obliterated or you once you overcome the Delta everything is getting one shot. I actually did a Lost Sector and this is where the new Delta rules are really actually really fun if you like this sort of thing. I did a Lost Sector 90 levels below the recommended power. 90! And it was an absolute slog. I don't know if I would recommend this, but everybody was a skull, and it was actually really, really fun to beat my head against the wall and to try to beat this Lost Sector. Uh, It felt rewarding, it felt really fun and fresh, and I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. So, again, campaign pacing the story, the swords everywhere... I am absolutely thrilled with this content. People that are saying it's not as good as Forsaken or not as big as Forsaken, um, yeah, that shouldn't be surprising to anybody given they said this was going to be roughly the size of Rise of Iron. So if we compare this to Rise of Iron, I think this content kicks the living crap out of Rise of Iron's campaign. I liked Rise of Iron, but this campaign is an absolute triumph in comparison to what we should be comparing it to, which is Rise of Iron. We knew full disclosure going into this what we were signing up for a return to the moon nostalgia and about a rise of iron size dlc so people that are bringing up size scope or reused content are basically just complaining for the sake of complaining my 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 biggest defense of reusing areas and reusing content and again they did it in a way where nothing felt like it was just a reskin the the the, the fights with the nightmares that you're going to recognize i do not think you could describe them as reskins they are they, they are their own encounters but i think the premise that is logical and consistent is that reusing content and reusing space, reusing areas in a game like this is completely and utterly fine. That is the premise that I am arguing from. The people that are arguing from a premise that it's not fine to reuse content, areas, or bosses, I believe their premise is faulty with respect to the genre of the game that they are judging. I believe that it is an illogical and defunct premise, and if you're going to think that way, you basically can't play any live service game because anytime areas, bosses, or enemies, or even characters are reused, you're going to have to be consistent and say that it devalued the content and, and really wasn't uh really wasn't good 
So, leveling. Let's talk about leveling last here. This is a huge value point and a huge win for both new and returning people alike. If you're a player that didn't like the annual pass because of the way the leveling felt, if you're a player that's brand new to Destiny, the way they have set up the leveling is absolutely fantastic. The the climb to 900 is really really enjoyable everything basically everything you're doing everything that's dropping is helping you bad rng is so much more tolerable i couldn't get a helmet but it was a whole lot more tolerable because every time something is dropping it's almost always leveling me up or pushing my level closer to 900 people are screaming to 900 and that is totally fine if you look at the new content and the difficulty structure you're smack dab in the middle of the difficulty structure which is a beautiful place to be for both casuals and hardcores alike if you're a casual you can enjoy the lion's share of the content you can even enjoy the fact that they've got you set up to go into content that you know you might want to try because with the way the delta scales are different now you might want to say hey you know what they changed delta scale rules i'm gonna go and i'm gonna go and try some you know piece of content that i ordinarily wouldn't have tried i think that you're going to feel emboldened to do that as a more casual player, more so than you ever did in the past. I truly think you're going to feel a little bit more of that draw to try out the new stuff, and that's where the you know the currencies are and everything for armor 2.0 and leveling things up. I believe that 900 to 950 will be a bit of a slog for people, even though you can backfill and you have a lot more intentionality. I think once we get on the other side of the raid, people aren't going to care so much, and the slow climb to 950 will probably be pretty enjoyable. Um... Turning Crucible and Gambit into bounty challenges kind of makes me want to do them less, but bear in mind, once you hit 900, the, the director will change, and a lot of the traditional milestones you're accustomed to doing, playing so many Gambit matches, playing so many Crucible matches, those milestones will return once you hit a solid 900. Not 900 with the artifact, a solid all eight pieces of gear are 900 plus your artifact. Once you hit that, then the game sort of changes and opens up a bunch of new stuff for you. So overall, my first impressions are incredibly positive. I'm very, very pleased with how things are turning out. I'm really hoping that the other content, the Vex Offensive, the Nightmare Hunts, the new Nightfalls, and the Raid, I hope they've got great loot, the dungeon as well. Those things are still lingering out on the horizon, and uh, the new difficulties for Nightmare Hunts aren't even here yet. They're going to trot those out throughout the month. So we're going to continue to talk about these things and review them. Remember, no question and answer is attached to this video. I decided to just do a talk without question and answer because I want to grind. As always, if you're listening, or watching in the other locations, please like, share, and subscribe. Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be my leveling advice for players that are jumping into Destiny 2 Shadowkeep. Whether you're getting ready for the raid or just wanting to level up and enjoy yourself, this talk should help you. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can always catch me live at SayNoToRage.com. SayNoToRage.com will bring you right to my Twitch channel. We're not really supposed to put hyperlinks in YouTube videos, descriptions anymore. It hurts suggestions for the video itself. So I don't do that, but that's an easy way for you to find my channel. I'm probably live right now. Usually these videos hit the feed when I'm live. So my leveling advice is for both players because I'm actually trying to get raid ready and I made some discoveries that should help you enjoy yourself because usually what we're doing between the launch of the DLC and the raid is just wringing ourselves out like a rag and trying to get all every nook and cranny of the game to level up as fast as possible. Now, you may run to the comments and tell me about the reckoning exploit. I know about the reckoning exploit. I'll outline it very quickly at the front end at the front of this video. I also know about Devrim and I also know about the comp grinding PVP comp competitive playlist is like really really high in payout. So I'm going to run through those very quickly 
those things may get patched or tweaked as things go on. So those may not be relevant. Keep in mind, I'm recording this on October the 3rd. So first, what's the Reckoning exploit? Only Warlocks can take advantage of this. It might get patched, so be aware. Warlocks can go into Reckoning Tier 1 and use a weak moat, the green moat, not not the green color, the green quality, use a weak moat, and the armor at Tier 1 is spitting out for Titans. So I was 906 on my Warlock. I went and got five pieces of armor for my Titan, and they were all 906. That is kind of broken, and we've never been able to pass over armor, not since, like, Forsaken days, I don't think. I'm sorry, Taken King days. We've not been able to do that. So that's really nice. Devrim is the only NPC in the entire game that everything, every time you you token dump on him, he gives you loot at your level every time. Uh, there's no there's no fluctuation. A lot of the other you know loot drops in the game, they can drop three below your power or at your power. His is always at your power. Again, that may get changed or patched. These are things people are taking advantage of right now. Uh, the competitive PvP playlist is rewarding a ridiculous amount of power. You get a powerful every single sub level. So when you rank up your title, even the sub ranks are rewarding power. Also, you're getting blues almost every match that are gap filling for you. So people are basically just over and over and over again being able to just run comp all day long. I know Giggs got to like 9.30 on his first character from literally just running uh, one character. It seems like maintenance may be already over. That seems insane to me. It's been 10 minutes. Um, So, all those are I wanted to get those things out of the way, okay? I want to get those things out of the way. The servers are probably still not running well, though. I'm getting weaseled. Um, I wanted to get those things out of the way. You might be able to take advantage of them. You might not. Let me walk through the actual video now. First, I want to say there's no pressure. Then I want to tell you what to do before your 900. Then I want to talk to you about after 900. What should you be doing? First, there's no pressure, okay? The pressure and the stress to hit max level is just not there this time. You can hit 900 in the campaign. The artifact is adding bonus level. There's tons of milestones that show up in the game after you hit 900 you might be like where are the milestones where are the milestones blah 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 there could be uh there could be some confusion on the front end for you if you're like i don't see any of the milestones uh that were traditionally there where the heck did they go once you hit 900 they show up again so like strikes and nightfall and gambit and crucible they're missing until you hit 900 okay I got to 911, 911 with no powerfuls that I didn't want to do. So I didn't want to do Crucible. I didn't want to do Gambit. And I got my first character to 911 power, no problem, okay? So I would encourage you, once you get to 900 from playing the campaign, just take it, just take things at your own pace. Enjoy the game. I would enjoy, you know, I think the campaign's fun. I think they did a good job. It's a good mixture of nostalgic sort of, oh, wow, D1, as well as really, really new things. Um, also remember that contest modifier. So if you're trying to get ready for the raid contest modifier has leveled the playing field. If you get to 920, you're basically done. Okay. You're basically done. If you can get to 920. You don't have to do anything else. You'll be you'll be basically like at Delta for you know for every encounter, including the last one. All you got to do is hit nine twenty. This makes the raid race even and fair. And also, in addition to everything I just outlined, getting to nine hundred, having the artifact, all those things are uh, making it really really easy to just say, you know what, I don't need to take, I don't need to stress, I don't need to freak out. Now, what to do? Here's the thing. Getting to 900 is a little confusing for some people because they're like, why did I get to 900? You know, why did I get to 900 and my buddy didn't? Or, or why did my buddy not get to 900 or he got there and I didn't? Basically, what I would recommend is 
if you finish the campaign and you're not 900, it's just grind activities that give really, really good uh, payout, okay? Whatever gives really, really good payout. So, public events, strikes, whatever. Blues are going to be leveling you up, okay? So do everything you can to just level to 900 before doing any powerfuls, before doing any milestones. There's only a handful of milestones you can do prior to 900 anyway, but you're mainly just trying to get to 900. That's all you're trying to do, okay? So, infuse nothing. Infuse nothing. Don't infuse anything. There's no reason to. You are leveling up ridiculously fast. There is no reason to infuse. Infusion's not as costly now. You get a pretty good turnover rate on the actual items. You get a pretty good turnover rate uh, on the w- that you need, right? You get the you get the 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 upgrade modules pretty at a pretty even clip from the season pass. They're not that expensive if you've been saving up, you know, resources. Do not infuse anything. There's no reason to. Now, I don't like wagging my finger in people's faces and telling them how to play, but you really are not going to want to infuse during the campaign and during the grind to 900. It's going to be a significant uh, waste of your time. So I would really encourage you to not do that. Uh, You're not going to want to infuse because you're going to be replacing gear at a breakneck speed all the way to 900. Okay? So, once you hit 900, everything changes. So let's talk about that. After 900, the first thing you want to do, and you want to be doing this the entire time you're actually leveling, is grabbing bounties. Always have bounties with you, because that helps level the artifact. Anytime you grab those extra bounties that you can grab, like four or five of the repeatables, and then you fill them out, go grab more. Whether you're running strikes, you're doing things for errors, whatever the frick you're doing, always have bounties in your inventory. It doesn't matter if you don't pay attention to them. I grabbed a bunch today, ignored them and I got a ton of them completed okay so always have bounties in your inventory then just start moving through the milestones do strikes uh, do nightfall actually I'm encouraging people to not do the nightfall right now five nightfalls is an enormous time sink for one drop and it's glitched so I would avoid nightfalls until we get an update from Bungie on a patch or quality of life update so avoid nightfalls but do the milestones do the flashpoints if you like crucible go ahead gamut go ahead uh, there's some great there's some things you can grab from Eris that give powerful there's like do eight bounties for Zavala that's powerful so do all of those and then I would move to another character. I would not stress yourself out going into Gambit if you hate Gambit. Don't go into Crucible if you don't like Crucible. If you want the crazy, crazy turnover rate of level and you don't mind competitive that much, competitive PvP, there's a solo queue playlist. You could definitely just go in there and hang out. But I would not force yourself to go in. The other thing you don't want to do, and a lot of us were strategizing about this, backfilling is an enormous waste of time. What's backfilling? Okay, so let's imagine you get a helmet to drop at 910. And the rest of your loot is like 903, 902. And you know right now you could go to Devrim or some some activity and get 904s and 905s to drop. And you're going to try and backfill and get all your armor pieces in 904, 905. By the time you do that and then do the time sync for the milestone, you're losing time. It's more effective to just go from milestone to milestone to milestone and then go to your next character and do the exact same thing. Now, when you grab your second character, there is a bit of a trick that you can do that can give you a lot of jump on your armor that involves both the seasonal armor and armor from the collection. So what you're going to do, if you can't see this on on the video because you're listening to audio, I'll be as descriptive as I can, okay? You move those guns over. You don't have to move the guns over, but I like moving them over because I like seeing them. So I moved over my 907s 
uh, and I have a 908. So I moved over this these these 900 something weapons. And then I went to collections on my hunter. I went to armor. I went to leveling. And I bought white armor. I would target the lowest thing. So my lowest armor, I would replace with white. Do it again. 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 You're going to buy a ton of white armor. Because as you buy the white armor, it's dropping the white armor in conjunction with your new soft cap. So it's 20 below. And then it's it's just every, armor, every white armor drop was always higher than the next. Higher than the next. Eventually, you're going to hit a cap. And it's going to stop. White armor is not going to help you anymore. Every armor piece you buy isn't going to help you. Then go to your seasonal book and grab one piece of armor. Uh, again, preferably target your lowest item. Grab one piece of armor from here that will then scale to where you are. As you can see, this is scaling to 906. Even though I already grabbed it, it still scales in the menu. You grab one piece of armor from the season pass and then repeat the white armor step again because now white armor is raised by the fact that you just got a pretty big jump on a piece from the season pass. When you're done doing the white armor thing again, go grab one more piece from the season pass. And then that's going to raise you again. Just keep pivoting back and forth. Eventually, you're going to be done. You're going to have a character who not only has higher guns, but you're going to have a character who is probably at or above 900, and they're ready to start the campaign. As you play through the campaign, drops are in relation to your level. It's fantastic. You're gap-filling without even trying. You're getting blues on your armor that are higher, and you're equipping them. Don't infuse again. Don't infuse. Just always equip the highest item just to kind of keep you from accidentally deleting anything. And then you do the same thing on your third character when you're done with your second. Second character plays through the campaign, goes and does all their milestones, passes down the guns, you do the white armor and the, and the season, and then the seasonal armor from the book, and that that is the most effective way to level and have fun while doing it. There are more effective ways to level if you want to backfill, if you want to do every milestone, if you want to play Crucible, if you want to play Gambit. I don't enjoy those things, so I avoided them, and I'm enjoying leveling significantly more. I'm on my second character, 912, and I'm having a ball. I'm not even done with my second character. I feel good and I'm not feeling like I'm dragging my face across cement and bad content that I don't want to play just to get power bumps like Crucible, Gambit, etc. So, I hope this helps you uh, with your leveling experience. I'm going to have this hit the day before the raid. This might help you in your final preparation days uh, as you move towards the raid. As always, uh, if you like this type of content, you can always catch me live at saynotorage.com. And as always, please like, share, and subscribe. Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be a very short Q&A session that followed my talk about leveling advice. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can always catch me live at saynotorage.com. I'm probably live right now. That is usually when these hit the feeds. So saynotorage.com will bring you right to my channel. We're going to jump right into the questions uh, because I would like to get back to grinding, but we thought maintenance was going to last longer, so I had people submitting questions. I would like to honor their questions. King Diddy. Uh, once we are 900, should we do all tier one powerful or switch between tier one and tier two? I don't think there is a big enough difference between tier one and tier two to justify a lot of intentional pivots here. If you're really trying to optimize and you're trying to backfill, I think the first thing you do is a tier two and then you backfill. You want the biggest jumps first, but here's the problem you need eight total points of difference so when you're 900 okay you need a two pieces at 904 to roll over to 901 if that makes sense it's kind of confusing when you are when every piece when all eight pieces are 900 okay you have to think of pieces of eight <laughs> this is like pirates 
Whenever you are 900, you have eight pieces that are at 900. So you got to think about eight points. You need eight points to go to 901. So if you get two pieces at 904, they each have an extra four. And those two add up to eight, taking you to 901. If all eight pieces are 901, you're 901. Do you see where the eight points are coming from? You either have eight pieces at 901 or two pieces at 904. Either way you shake it, you got eight points above 900. That rolls you over to 901. Now, when you're 901, you could try to backfill, which is a bit of a waste of time because that's that's six pieces, one point a piece. So if you're 901 and you get those six pieces to roll over to 901, that's only six points. That will not roll you over to 902. It's only worth backfilling if you need like one or two pieces and it'll roll you over to the next power level, okay? It'll only roll you over to the next power level if uh, you're gonna, you know, you're gonna get that. Desi 2 maintenance is complete. Players may experience a sign-in queue. Players who observe uh, issues can hit the help forum. There you go. Um, so... I don't think you want to overthink it. I don't think you want to overthink like tier one, tier two backfilling. My advice in my video, my leveling advice video is a bit of an answer to this question. Just get to 900. When you're hit 900, just go through the milestones that you feel like doing. Avoid nightfall for now and go to your second character and do the armor trick I talked about and just enjoy yourself. Do not drag your face across sandpaper and play Gambit if you hate Gambit or Crucible if you hate Crucible. If you hate PvE, don't do that either. You see what I'm saying? Just enjoy the content. You'll level up at a reasonable pace. Um, your, your Nan is a legend. What a name. Your Nan is a legend. My friend who is new to, to Destiny is watching this stream right now. Can you explain how the progression works after power level 900? Yeah, it's contained in the leveling advice video. I'm not repeating it. Uh, bunker bound. I like literally. If you, that sounds rude, I literally just outlined that not not five minutes ago, so they heard it. And if they didn't hear it, I wait for the outline or the highlight. I'm not doing that again in Q and A. Um, just do milestones, basically. Honestly, just do milestones. Bunker bound. Can you apply mods and remove them now without breaking down the piece of gear? Yes, all mods are non-consumable so you can slot and unslot them it costs like 5,000 glimmer or something it's not that expensive you basically uh, you can open up I can come in here and I can say okay for 5,000 glimmer I can add boss spec I don't lose boss spec when I do that you notice none of these mods have a number on them well these do but that's for something else these don't have a quantitative number attached to them any longer so I can put any perk in any mod I want here for 5,000 glimmer and then switch it if I don't like it and that's it that's all you have to do Debata. I know you don't like the ability to level to 50 so easily in comp Oh, it's not 50. You mean 950. But if there is that path, then Bungie's okay with it. Do you think that there should be a PvE option with especially since power level is ultimately more important in PvE? Well, that's my ultimate... That's ultimately my criticism of how effective competitive PvP is right now for leveling. Luke Smith says in the director's cut that he envisions people hitting max level in two to three weeks if they're a player that is power-focused. That's what you're focusing on. People are going to hit 950 in a weekend with competitive's current payout structure. Okay. So, I think it's out of step with the rhythm of the rest of the game. 
if Bungie comes back and says, no, we think that's totally fair, we think that's acceptable, number one, that's in disagreement with what Luke Smith said in the director's cut, so somebody's got to say something that is either he was wrong or we've changed our mind or something, because that is not the impression he gave. He gave the impression that max power was going to be a slow, a slow-moving thing, okay? Now... If they come back and maybe they tweak competitive a little bit, but they still say, no, we envision this being being a good a good rate of powerfuls, there needs to be a PvE equivalent, you know? Um, there needs to be a PvE equivalent. Uh, it only pays out the first time through, though. There's a finite end of that progression. Yeah, but Gig's got one character to 930, okay, because of comp. That means he can repeat the same process on his second and third characters and hit 950. There are people who are already 950. They've already done it. And it is in large measure due to comp and nothing else. Comp's payout is the reason that is happening. And that's out of step with what Luke Smith said. So, um, it's account-based. Okay, so you can't repeat it. You can't repeat it. But I don't think it's that hard to expect 930, you hand off all that loot, and then people are hitting 950. Now, maybe they're combining how lucrative comp is with the with the glitch in Reckoning, and that's how they're doing it, because they're basically starting the game close to 930. It's not hard with two remaining characters to climb from 930 to 950, right? It's not that hard. So, I didn't realize comp was account-based, but it's regardless that people are hitting 950, and one of the main mechanisms they're doing that with is comp. I mean, for Pete's sakes, Giggs hit 9.30 in, like, a day and a half, and he used comp to do it. So, even if I was a little bit mistaken on how comp works across all players, it's 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 a ridiculous payout. Comp is not a problem at all, it's being overstated. False. Luke Smith says max level should take two to three weeks, people are hitting it in a day, and comp is one of the ways they're pulling it off, so it's not being overstated. I'm literally using the director of the franchise's own words to show that this is out of step. He was 924 before he played comp? Well, I mean, the comp payout is faster than any other payout in the rest of the game, so... People are splitting hairs. It's faster than any other payout in the game. You can't do anything in PvE. You can't do anything in Gambit. You can't do anything in any other part of the game and get a powerful payout as fast as comp. Sure, it ends after you get maxed out, but still, there's absolutely nothing else like that in the game. And telling me to stop complaining, I'm not complaining. I'm making a point that the powerful payout is out of step with the rest of the game. Try to keep up. I know it's difficult to understand what criticism is and what complaining is because maybe you complain all the time. I'm not complaining. I'm highlighting an inconsistency in the power structure and the fact that it's not in step with the rest of the game's powerful payout. Are they going to change it? I have no idea. Again, go back to my answer not 60 seconds prior to this. If Bungie comes back and says this powerful payout and comp is totally fine, then there should be a PvE equivalent. There should be a PvE equivalent. I don't care if you think PvP gets screwed all the time. 90% of this game is PvE. Power matters more in PvE because of all the difficulty structures coming to Nightmare Hunts, Nightfalls, there's a raid, there's a dungeon. All that power grind is more important for those things, so having people go to comp to get one of the most effective powerful payouts is imbalanced and either needs addressed or it needs its equivalency in PvE. For Pete's sakes, you have to run five nightfalls for one drop and it's not even working. 
Imagine Nightfalls were working. How is that even remotely balanced? Even if you're max power and you run the the higher level Nightfalls, it still is going to take you three Nightfalls to get one powerful drop. How is that in line with what comp's current payout is? Come on. JP, thank you for the brand new one. Stop taking chunks out of me and telling me I'm lost or I'm complaining and listen to what I'm actually saying. I understand like people get defensive when they feel like I'm trying to take something away from you and you naturally like lash out at me. Stop lashing out at me. I'm merely highlighting inconsistencies in the power structure that is clearly seen if you look at like the Nightfall and other PvE um, like hoppers and compare it to comp. Uh, Lemon Boy. If there's a build on Hunter that I should be going for instead of leveling to the max, um, is there a build on Hunter that I should be going for instead of leveling to the max? You don't need to be worried about a build. You don't need to be worried about a build. Just play. If you're trying to level, just play. There's You're, you're focusing on the wrong thing right now. Building your Hunter is going to come later with Armor 2.0 and Investment and Max and God Rolls and all that stuff. So. Um, oh, I agree with you, Goldilocks. It, it, bringing back Trials is on the horizon, though. Um, so 27 months from DC for the win. Thank you. Um, Tokyo Prince with everyone taking advantage of comp as a fast level grind. What other non PVP related grind would you recommend for quick levels? Um, there's not anything that's fast. Honestly, there's no, there's nothing in PVE that's fast for level. There isn't. You can rerun the one mission one time for one powerful on Eris. Strikes were okay, especially if you stack on bounties, because the bounties can be completed and those help your artifact. Um, the, yeah, apparently the five nightfalls thing is related to the strikes. So if you go and run three strikes, I think the game views strikes and the new nightfall ordeal as the same activity type. So it's like, oh, you got a powerful four strikes so you don't get one for nightfalls if you do five nightfalls first then you don't get one for strikes so it's it, there's some sort of a category conflict there um so it's always been like that though because you gain valor and glory completely incorrect no it's not always been like that leveling and forsaken we have gone round and round on this this morning you might not have been here that is inaccurate comp was not the best way to level in Forsaken. They have changed the way that things are paid out. They've changed the way that rank up works. They've changed a ton of things about competitive. It has not always been the fastest way to level. If that were true, then people would have grinded comp during Forsaken instead of everything else that we were doing, which was milestone hopping. So again, that's inaccurate. In the history of Destiny, you were not going into comp and getting a payout of powerfuls at the rate that competitive is currently paying out. It's not true. Uh, Sniping Force with 31 months. Welcome back. Um, Jinja 300. Do you think Devrim dropping legendaries at your power level could be because he's the flashpoint? There could be something tied to that Jinja 300. Maybe every week they make one NPC that is really, really nice like that. Because they envision like, hey, if you're grinding out the flashpoint and you're getting some materials and you want to throw them Devrim's way, he's going to give you stuff at level. That's a decent theory. Uh, I don't necessarily disagree with this as a theory. We'll have to wait for clarification from uh, from Bungie. Uh, Bao Chicka Hong Kong. Have you noticed that leveling is similar to Vanilla D2? With the artifact upping your level, it's similar to the armor mod. Any blues you get from public event scale to your vanilla level, minus the artifact. Do you think this is a bad way to do leveling? We didn't like the armor mods, because. Uh, but why would we like the artifact? Am I missing something? Here's the difference. 
mods had to be slotted into your loot and the artifact is sort of an ever-present static buff to your to your to your level okay so getting to you know getting to a certain level and having that little bit of extra bump i think is really really nice also no matter what you're doing you're adding to your overall level here and there like it's 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 a slower way of leveling but it's still happening okay it's just a bonus I think people are viewing it as a bonus and on the on the you're right you had to add like mods back in the day and they were plus fives but you had to do that to every piece and then it was tied to that particular piece and not your character so I think it's easier to understand and being accepted more because artifact is account based and it's just a nice way to have an ever present little extra help just for playing and doing bounties and getting XP firewall is comp good for leveling because of uh well-leveled drops or because xp payout there's a couple of things happening in comp every sub rank is giving you a powerful which is a ridiculously amount of powerfuls there's no other activity in the game that'll just keep giving you powerfuls and every sub rank does in comp it's also leveling up your valor and that's another source of powerfuls i think valor is every main rank not sub rank Uh, Also, in between those powerfuls, people were saying that the drops of blues was pretty healthy and competitive, and those are gap-filling. So you get a couple powerfuls, it raises your level, and then you gap-fill. You get marks and boots and gloves and things that you need that are behind, and those get raised before your next powerful drops. So it's a perfect system. While you're working on the next sub-rank, you're getting blues to drop that gap-fill. When you get those sub-ranks, they buff you, and so forth. It's a perfect relationship. Imagine if... Um, oh, you get one every Valor sub rank too. Yeah, that's why the payout's so ridiculous. You're getting a powerful every sub rank in Valor, every sub rank in Glory. You're getting blues along the way to gap fill. Imagine being able to do that in strikes, running three or four strikes and getting a powerful every single time. And in the meantime, in between that, you were getting blues that were helping you. Like there is no PVE equivalent. There's no equivalent to that in the game at all right now of getting powerfuls. Uh, and everything else. So, Reckoning isn't fixed? Well, that's good. Uh, Nighthawks. What have you unlocked in your artifact? And to see which mods are the best to use. I've just, I've not really even paid much attention to it. I got the one, I got the one like uh, for, for void grenades and stuff. I haven't messed with it much. A lot of the things on there are intended for the champions in the Nightfall ordeal. And I, we went in there once and we were way under leveled and we left. Globes. Do you think that they could take the Titan armor gained through the Warlock in the patch? I don't think so. Um, it's going to get too complicated because people are going to do that. It would be really unfair to do that for a couple of reasons, okay? Number one, anybody who's done it and then has gone on to level their Titan and has gotten other armor drops, you're going to take away their Reckoning armor and ain't going to do jack squat to them. You do it to me because I'm waiting to do my Titan and you, you screw me, you take it away. Like, you're allowing other people to get away with it and others to not. Right now, it's all fair. Anybody can go do it if they want. It's Again, it's luck-based, right? If your Warlock was the one you leveled first and your Titan's who you're going to level last it is a little bit of luck based but like they're not going to take them away I, I, I really really doubt that um, Mikkel do you think the overload and barrier mods being limited to specific weapons is a misfire uh, seems like a, re, uh, a reissue of curated loadout in Leviathan Prestige I think it's meant to softly push you towards different role, like different things. So either you have to use a hand cannon, auto rifle, SMG, or a bow. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> so scouts and, and pulses got passed over. Um, 
I, I don't know. I, I mean, every every season, they're probably wanting a little bit of variety. So you're going to be able to do that. You're going to be able to say, oh, well, this season I've got these ones I have. You know, this this one I have that. And it's not as extreme as curated loadouts. This is a softer way of telling you what to run. Curated loadouts was like, run a scout, run a sidearm, run a grenade launcher. And you're like, oh, great. Um, this is like, eh, you have a couple of options. These are the things they do, you know. And then they'll rotate it next season. I, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I can see why somebody might be frustrated by it, but it's endgame content, and it's a very soft form of curated loadouts. Uh, hey, Lono, I haven't played the DLC yet, uh, and I only have one character. Should I still keep all of my Masterwork armor uh, once I start Shadowkeep? I mean, it, that's up to you. Armor 2.0 is going to matter a whole lot more to you once you start to get a taste for all that customization. I mean, I've got some arms that I was fiddling around with. Uh, one, they had both enhanced... It had enhanced hand cannon loader. Uh, here it is. Enhanced hand cannon loader, enhanced uh, auto rifle loader. It's got boss resist. I had every resist. I had boss resist. I had minor resist. I had major resist on like because it was across multiple multiple pieces of armor I was like oh this is awesome I mean I barely got a taste for that modification I think you're going to want to do that a whole lot more than uh, than just doing the freaking um, the old the old versions of the armor Nova Hands hey Lono I finished the campaign on my first character at 870 what should I do wrong you didn't do anything wrong I think most people are ending campaign 860 to 890 somewhere in that range just go gap fill and, and level by playing like pubs and stuff John Warner, if you already answered this, then please skip. Do you think that they removed way too many of the powerful reward sources? Uh, I heard uh, even the older raids don't give powerful rewards anymore. I understand uh, that they were most likely too many, but they've overcorrected again. I don't think they overcorrected. I actually think we're leveling ridiculously fast. Homie, I didn't even do exhaustive leveling. I didn't do all of my milestones. I left milestones on the table for my warlock, and my second character is 912. Without, I mean, with, I am just relaxed legs propped cruising i'm doing a freaking q a session the leveling is so relaxed i really don't think they removed too many powerful sources you did not need raids i mean and and to a certain extent should you really be going into one and two year old raids to level i i just don't think so i would rather have them rejuvenate old raids with other 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 means um uh, with other means you could do upgraded guns, random rolls on guns, new guns, new gun investment paths or something, and suddenly Leviathan matters again, Scourge matters again. You know what I'm saying? Um, I don't know. I don't think we need more powerfuls. I, I, I think I think the leveling is unbelievably fast, streamlined, and significantly better than it's ever been. We should be celebrating this leveling. You are not going to hear anything from me complaining about leveling. The minute I realized the futility of backfilling and the futility of time-sinking every milestone and saw how close I was going to be to Delta, the needed Delta for, for the raid, I was like, this is so much better. This is so much better than it ever was. You guys know me. I was the people's champion, okay? When it came to leveling and infusion, I took the gloves off, and I was ready to fight anybody who thought leveling and infusion was good. I I mean, practically everything I asked for, we got. We're screaming. Everything you're doing is making you level. That was something that we asked for. Just let us play the freaking game. Everybody can get to 900 just by playing the game. You don't have to do anything miraculous. Man, the game should really change when you hit max level. The whole director should change. When you hit 900, the whole director changes. Now you have powerful pursuits. Like, now you have the artifact. The artifact's always adding to your level. Just do XP. Just grind the, the activities that you like. It's... It is... 
if you look at first if we have this on a scale okay perfect leveling would be a 10 bad leveling would be a one forsaken leveling was like a three or a four it was crap it was bad okay leveling in, in shadow keep is like a seven or an eight it is significantly better is it perfect no it's pretty frustrating when you take the time to do a milestone and it lands on the wrong thing right i I don't know. I think the leveling should still have some level of smart RNG, but we have come a long way. We have come a long way. Dado just released a vid on it too. Feels similar to you. Yeah, I just... Leveling leveling is significantly better. Significantly better. My leveling advice video is basically like, just relax and enjoy yourself. It's essentially the cliff notes for my leveling advice video. Just relax and enjoy yourself. There's no stress. It's so much easier. It's better. Play what you want to play. What an idea. What a novel idea. Just play what you want to play. <laughs> it's so much better. Spicy uh, Cuban Pavy. Is it worth to run the story on all three tunes or just one to focus leveling on all three? Currently, all tunes are 900. Uh, if you hit 900, honestly, while playing through the campaign, I'm getting level drops. I'm getting gap-filled level drops. Powerfuls are here and there. I think the campaign's worth running on all three characters, yes. Apex Play. Do you think Bungie made the power drop in comp as a way to funnel people into the playlist? I think it's an overlooked thing. I don't think... Listen, the theme of this leveling is they took away a lot of our powerful sources. Comp and Valor, like Valor and Glory payouts are absurd. Like, getting one every sub rank is is not... There's nothing else in the game like that. I think it was an oversight. I truly do. Punked by default. Can I delete my mods in my inventory now or do I need to keep them? Well, they need to stay there. They need to stay there. Don't go deleting mods. Right? I mean, I can't use these, can I? Like Hive Barrier? I can't put that anywhere, can I? That's like a retired mod, isn't it? Yeah, high barrier is like a retired mod. I don't think I can put that anywhere. Um, you can only put it in old gear. Old gear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can put it in old gear. You can't put it in any of the new gear. So, now gun mods don't mess with, right? Um, if I delete quick access sling, I would need to get it again. Right? You can delete the weapon mods. You can delete gun mods. So if I were to delete freehand grip, it would still be available. I, I can dismantle this and it'll still be... I tested it. You can delete your gun mods. They're unlocked. Okay, so I just got rid of freehand grip. And I come over here. And freehand grip is still available. You are correct. Okay, I'm sorry. Getting it unlocks it. I was incorrect. I thought I had to stay in there. Um, that's kind of weird. What's the point of the mod menu now? I guess for the old ones. Um, yeah. So if it's one of these new ones that looks like a piece of plastic instead of a piece of circuitry, like <clears throat> the old mods look like circuitry. They got little prongies. These ones look like, like almost like, I don't know, like Rolodex cards or something. Yeah, the new ones can be deleted. Old ones you're going to want to keep in case you ever decide to use fallen armaments or something. Karuma says, Right now, pulses specific, uh, specifically rapid-fire pulses are really strong in PvP. Do you think people complaining about the hand cannon changes will lead Bungie to reverting these changes? I've seen a lot of complaints on Twitter. Yeah, Giggs was really unhappy. The tone of his tweet was pretty ticked um, about the state of PvP. I told people that it was going to turn into lane camping and long-range fights. It's going to be scouts, it's going to be snipers, and probably pulses. Hand cannons, shotgun rushing, I, b- I believe that era is is going to have a really hard time if people are lane camping and team shotting. Um, I think the new scout's also going to le- le- lead to this. 
I don't know the answer. I think PvP is always going to pivot. I think there's too many people in PvP who are still playing like it's Destiny 2 year one, and they're all handing, you know, holding hands, and they're all just team shotting together. Um, somebody in chat saying Midas King right now. Yeah, I mean, so damage fall off on hand cannons. I saw Sir Demetrius saying something. I'm seeing a lot of the PvP guys weigh in and say the damage fall off on hand cannons just makes them feel awful. Um, so gigs seem to indicate that the recluse is still really, really strong. I, you know, so again, um, they're, they're going to have to make some tweaks. Um, cause if recluse feels untouched for that, that mid range rush and you have no mid range shutdown, hand cannons feel weak and all that. Like it's going to be, I think it's going to be, um, I don't think they solved anything by what they did. I think they're going to make other problems more pronounced. There's already tons of people in the game that play as if it's Destiny 2 Year 1 and they team shot and they hold hands. What's wrong with that? Nothing. But when every map is that and every match is that, that gets really freaking boring. People want hero moments. People want to be able to challenge and push. And if you really limit people's ability to do that, Crucible's going to go into a bad place, I think. Uh, Mr. Complainy Face, now that mods are unlocked, can we remove them from inventory? We just tested this. Yes, you can. Um, and that's going to be a really fast less than 30 minute Q&A session because I want to get back to grinding if you're listening to this on iTunes Google Play Spotify or watching on YouTube you can probably catch me live right now these usually hit when I'm live just go to say no to rage.com as always please like share and subscribe